So what is so special about intense prayer and fasting that has the capacity to make demons respond? So for demons to obey you, for demons to be able to lose their place where they have occupied, they can only go when you subject yourself to intense prayer. And what type of prayer, for goodness sake? Is this the type of prayer we're making now? What type of fasting? This is the type we do during Lent. We miss one meal. And say they say we should not eat meat. And then you can buy the best fish. You can pick a point and kill. Garnish with onions and garlic. With curry. And tatashi. With tomato sliced. Help me now. You are all looking at me now. <laughs> Mommy, now you give me your... Mommy, now you give you... With small cabbage. <laughs> you don't want to remind me now. With potato. <laughs> eh? Mm, no. Mm? That one, you don't eat it with, uh, with spoon and fork. It's with hand. Mm? If it remains, you put it in the fridge. And the devil will say, yes, enjoy yourself. But know that you cannot talk to me after such type of enjoyment. So, there are demons, there are small, small demons that you're, after taking communion, you are charged by what Paul said here, you know. Oh, Jesus, thank you. He said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, he says, Our Savior Jesus Christ has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. What is immortality? What is immortality? Have you thought about it? Immortality is the endless life. Not just endless life in darkness but endless life in God, eternal life. Immortality is the life of God, the life of the age to come. You are existing in time and space now in the realms of the temporal, but you are already enjoying the economy of the life of the age to come in this present body. We are privileged to have access to that. We are privileged by grace. As we work strong in, in Christ, that power, that life begins to take over this uh, body. And when our body is saturated with that type of life, this body cannot, you know, cannot experience decay again. It has grown beyond time and space where there's decadence and perversity. And some saints have been able to interact with you so much that even when they have left this body, their body cannot decay again. We have over 250 of them all over the world, little over all over the world. Amen. Amen. That power 
that life of the age to come, when we partake of the Holy Communion, it comes with it. Jesus gives us that power, that life. Each time we receive the Holy Communion. But you have a responsibility to digest it, to work strong with it. Okay? You have a responsibility to work strong in it. And one of the ways to work strong in it is through intense prayer. Not a prayer of just uh, asking God for things. Prayer of fellowship. Prayer where you come into God's presence, not because you are asking for things, but to exercise your fundamental human right as a child of God to worship. You were created to be an object of worship to God. It's your function. That's your first function on earth, to be a worshiper. And as long as you're a worshiper, you are stirring that power inside of you. Jesus was going to pray always. He was not going to pray because he needed anything. But he was always you know, fellowship with the Father. Whether he was tired, he must fellowship. Even if he's sleeping, he must wake up and go and fellowship. As you stir that power through fellowship, when you show up and have a confrontation with any unclean spirit, they know you have interacted with the power of immortality. They must respond to you, not because you are righteous, not because you think you are in church, but because you have been mingled enough with the power of the age to come. That's the only power that can challenge them. Amen. Amen. So you stir that power through intense prayer. It's called fervent prayer. Effective fervent prayer. And this type of prayer, when you begin to go into it, dear child of God, it's not 10 minutes, it's not 15 minutes. Before you know it, it takes hours. It takes hours. You are just there. Shut down. You shut the world out of you. If you begin initially, it will be difficult for you because you are not used to it. But when you cultivate the habit, continually keep pressing, keep pressing. Start from 30 minutes. Every day, make it consistent. After 3-4 months, and now it has become normal for you. Increase it to one hour. You must learn that our prayer. You must learn it. Or else, these demons that are carrying all kinds of garbage, looking for where to dump them, they will just come to you. If you lack the power of the age to come, they will just dump it on you. This dumb and deaf spirit that came to this boy, you see, the only power that could challenge him was the power of the age to come. The disciples at this point, they were still trying to grow. Eh? And because they lacked that technology, of engaging that power of the age to come. Jesus took James and John and who? Peter. And took them to the high mountain because they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. We don't understand. Your own prayer is different from our own prayer. That's why he took them to that mountain and it was after transfiguration that he came down. So while they were praying, he said, pray with me here. And they started sleeping as usual. And they kept praying and kept praying and kept praying. As they began to interact with that power, the Bible says his face changed. The glory of the age to come manifested through him. His clothing became gasoline white. And he began to interact with men of old who have translated to that area. He saw Moses and Elijah. And they were discussing. When you begin to grow in that dimension, you begin to have personal dimensions in that area. God will be telling you things about your life. It was in that realm that Simeon got the voice of the Holy Spirit that told him, you will not die until you have seen the Christ. 
Many people don't hear from God because they have not been able to develop that dimension of prayer where they interact with God and can hear Him audibly talking to them about their destiny. Nobody will teach you. You are the one to press in by desire. If you feel that you, you need it, you must go into it. You must go into it. And then when you fast also, fasting, when you shut down the sensual pleasure, the sensual pleasure, not sexual pleasure, I mean sensual, anything sensual. We're talking about wide pleasures, all kinds of pleasures that this world, you know, packages everywhere. What we call chilling, eh? What we call uh, <laughs> eh, hanging out. What we call distractions. All the entertainment are all sensual. All the I know desires, all the things that are that catch the eyes, that catch the ears, that you like to interact with in this realm. As James says in the first reading, he said the wisdom of this world. Not the wisdom that comes from above. He said this wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, devilish. That's the wisdom that governs the sensual world. And so when you fast, you are shutting out the wisdom of this world that is devilish. We eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. Drink, drink, drink. Eh? Watch all kinds of trash. Both good news and bad news. Watch all kinds of movies. The one that will dump all kinds of things in your heart. Watch all, you know, go for all kinds of things that stir you up to continue your rebellion. Those things are the things that will make you very carnal. And the devil is carnality. So when it comes around you, you tell him, go away, go away. He said, so the disciples were still on that realm and they said, go out. I'm sure, you know, the drama was so wonderful. Eh? Eh? So Eutherius came and did his own. Out, out. I said, out now. Out now. When he was tired, he went away. Matthew came and tried. All of them, line by line, they all came. And at the end, there was a celebration of what? Eh? Loser. They could achieve anything. And then they would say, Tipid, how can it fulfill us? We thought you guys have come up, come up eight. And when Jesus came, he saw the whole debate going on. He asked them, what is happening here? We brought this boy who had this small evil spirit. And they could not do anything. And what did he say? Do you hear what he said? He said, oh, faithless generation. How long will I be with you? He said that. Child of God, what are you doing to yourself? What are you doing to yourself? Have you come a true worshiper that can tap that power of the age to come? If he comes, you will know. And people around you will know. It's contagious. It has an aroma. When someone don't go booze well, well eh? drink brokotu well, well, and he's now on, he passes around you. If you talk, you can feel it. You can smell it. The same thing with this power. When are you going to start disciplining yourself? Must you touch everything you see? Must you eat everything you see? May you, must you always use yourself to every time, everything you see that gives pleasure, whether good pleasure or bad pleasure? When are you going to start learning self-restraint? When are you going to be a master over your belly? Over your eyes, over your ears, 
If you can't control your eyes and your belly, how can you control a demon? And they will come. Okay, they will come. When they come, they will plague you with all kinds of spots and wrinkles. They will just drop something in your life and go. You will be battling with it with prayers. Until the day you have you because you lack the preservative power called the power of the age to come. So the word of God is just being plain to us today. That as Christians, and we have started to join with the Lord, we must press into that arena God is looking for all of us to come in. And it is a personal decision you must take. Fasting is a personal decision. Don't wait until you are maybe running Easter. No, 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 no. And let me tell us, some will say, ah, but you know, they have all kinds of excuses to give why they will not fast. God understands that. But at the same time, too, you may take some little steps. Don't, it wasn't necessarily fasting to maybe six to six and all that. But just discipline yourself. Do thorough discipline. And when you do it, you will know. You will know. Don't give excuses in that area. Whether young or old, we are called to grow in prayer and to grow in fasting. Anna, the daughter of Fanuel, was over 80. She was in the temple. She was still fasting and praying. May God bless his words and have no price, our Lord. Amen.